Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. This is part two of a two-part series on serving Sunday, Mm -hmm. spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what we're doing around here. Um, And so when this episode airs, that's up. I mean, the Lord knows. Randy and I do not. It might be next week. It might be in early August. I don't know if you guys are listening to this in September. (laughs) Goodness. But uh, for what it's worth, if this happens to be later on in the summer or fall, uh, part one, if you want to listen to it, would be back in late July, um, episode 10 or 11, uh, Ephesians 4. All right, good. So we had a lot of good questions uh, around that Ephesians 4 text. So let's just dive mm-hmm. back into it, building up the body um, so that we're we're stable. We're mm-hmm. not getting tossed around by the wind uh, and the waves, the false teachings. So here's another question that came in. I think it's good. Um, they're all really good, but here's this one. I think it's not actually a question. It's just kind of throwing a topic out there mm-hmm. uh, for discussion would be around those who have experienced ministry fatigue and burnout. So can we talk about people who have experienced ministry fatigue and burnout and those who have past hurts while serving in ministry that might make them more reluctant to serve? Um, and the person said, I have a feeling many could relate to those situations. And he's absolutely right. So... What do I have to say? So I, I, I want to talk just first about the risk, the risk factor. Mm-hmm. So I think every, uh, every Christian that is in, that, in those camps that uh, have been described in the question or the comment, um, there is a risk. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, I think that the relation, a faith family implies that you're going to have to put yourself out again and there's potential for a reoccurrence of hurt. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm super interested in uh, talking to people about the wisdom of pacing themselves. One of the things that we talk about a lot, you know, and we have over the years is, is trying so hard to keep people from wearing too many ministry hats. Yeah. So, you know, mentors a long, a long time ago used to say to me, They'd say, take a look at what you're doing right now, and can you sustain that pace for the next 10 years? If you can't, you probably need to adjust. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's that risk factor. There's the, uh, the, the issue of wisdom. For the folks that are re-entering, re-serving again, let's talk about wisdom. What's a wise way to go about using your gift for your particular time period, your particular context? energy level, health, all of these things. I was, I was thinking about the people uh, partly in that list, uh, or, or at least a part of that list potentially that are just not able to serve the way they wish they could because of health concerns and so mm-hmm. forth. That's all part of the mix. So you have the risk factor, I think is something that you need to just say, it is risky to be a part of a faith family. You will get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then the wisdom factor the third thing is that we've, we have addressed here on a number of occasions where we've said to people, you probably need to rest. Just take a break. We're glad you're here. Worship with us. See if the Lord can give you back some strength and some, uh, some sense of passion for the work. Just rest. 
Take mm-hmm. as long as you <laughs> take as long as you like, short of hurting yourself spiritually by taking too long. Those are the types of conversations yeah. that we've had, as you know, with some people. So those are just a few things that I would say is a part of how do you re-enter, you know, in, in light of uh, what you've experienced. Yeah. So that makes sense. No, it does. So quick, let me try and sum that up. Mm-hmm. So some some people may come to Calvary Bible and they are burnt out or mm-hmm. they're hurt and they're tired. And you and you've said to them, just rest, mm-hmm. recoup, get get yourself spiritually at a place where you are ready to serve again. Um, and then the second part of that is when you re-engage in, in serving, exercising your spiritual gifts, you're going to get hurt again. Like there's, I think, I think it's inevitable. Yeah, I I do too. And, um, I mean, it's starting to get into my next, one of my next questions Mm -hmm. for you. You said on Sunday, um, I'm not interested in lowest common denominator unity. Do you remember that? Okay. So Mm -hmm. we, we've, what's the, what's the passage say? I'm going to turn there. Ephesians chapter Four. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let me read in verse 13. 13. Yep. Mm-hmm. Until we all attain, well, let me start, I like starting in the middle of a, a sentence. All right, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. All right, I'll stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. You, good. I hope so. I do too. Um, so I'm just thinking about we're not interested in lowest common denominator unity. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. So let me let you flesh that out for a second. And then I want to get back to the, the previous topic of fatigue and burnout. So the lowest common denominator aspect of unity is let's pick the least amount of doctrine that we need to agree on to be together. I don't think that's a great perspective. I don't even like the trajectory of that. There may be truth to that, but that would not be the angle that I would, I would want. This unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and all of this maturity is in the context also followed up with verse 14. So there is a sense in which we have to know we have to know truth versus error. Verse 14 makes that clear, right? So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. So lowest common denominator approach is let's pick mm-hmm. two doctrines that we, as long as we agree on those two doctrines, mm-hmm. we're the deity of Christ and pick your, pick one. Authority of scripture. There's two. Good job. Ding, ding. Thank you. So, uh, that's fine to a point, but that's not going to stop the church from uh, that. That's not going to help the church fulfill verse 14. Uh, verse 14, to avoid the being uh, swung around by all the doctrines, being literally, uh, literally dizzied yep. by them, that spinning top uh, yep. analogy, that uh, implies that teaching is coming into the church, infiltrating the church, and must be rejected. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, you have to have truth in place. 
Yeah. So that's my uh, quick uh, deal with the lowest common denominator. I would have, I would prefer that the unity of the faith includes the scriptural teaching, knowing full well with the humility we talked about earlier. There's going to be different ways to read it, but there are, but there, there are certain things in scripture that we have to either accept or reject. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, is homosexuality a sin against God or not? Or is only certain kinds of homosexuality a sin against God or not? Mm-hmm. Well, the difference between those is pretty great. Yeah. Which one? And how do we know that? Ultimately, it comes down to we're going to read the Bible and we're going to say that uh, God has said this, we believe this, and that's the unity of the faith. That Otherwise, uh, as I, I read uh, yesterday and um the last couple of days, for instance, my New Testament reading was in First Corinthians. So, otherwise, how does any how does any local church practice church discipline, for instance, if we're only dealing with the lowest common denominator? That's another angle to think through. Mm-hmm. If you're only dealing with the authority of Scripture and the uh, deity of Christ, then um, now you've got a system in place uh, that determines how you judge who's in. And yeah. who's out? Right. And the out part is pretty clear in First Corinthians five, for instance. Okay. All right. So I feel like uh, this part of the conversation is veering in a direction that I wasn't anticipating. Um, so let me go back mm-hmm. just real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, fatigue, burnout, and people who have been hurt. Let me kind of put a bow on that and mm-hmm. saying that okay, if if that's where you are, get healthy, get to a place where you've got some energy, but don't yeah. wait too long. Right, you because can't. if you wait too long, the, uh, our local church suffers. Yeah. Just, just think about this. Every person who comes and sits and doesn't serve mm-hmm. is preventing us from achieving verse 14. Yes. That's why that's so important. Yep. Yep. You don't want to be, yeah. We can. have a body with parts that don't work. Every yep. church does. Our goal on Sunday and today, of course, is to say, let's get the body as mature as possible. Right. So if you're a a flower or a tree that's dried out and you need water, you can overwater certain plants. You learned that last night. I did. I learned that. And Mm -hmm. this morning too. So you can overwater certain things, which in, in faith we can be, we can be too saturated, like just start Mm. putting out, producing some fruit. Um, okay. I would I think... say quickly, that saturation point is when you're a hearer, but not a doer of the word. Let's, let's use another, okay. another aspect of, of the scriptures to say, mm-hmm. you know, you're at the, you're, you know, you're, you've crossed the line when you're hearing, but not doing. And so there comes a point where a person hears, they need to use their spiritual gift. Okay. It's time to do. Yeah. There's a line there somewhere. Right. But but we are acknowledging that people are hurt and sometimes need to rest. Yeah. They need to they they need to be, you know, use all kind retooled or 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 whatever. Yeah, and I thought maybe the the lowest common denominator unity would tie into that a little bit in that we're going to be we're gonna work with people that are going to hurt us, uh, yet still be able to I think I think one thing that I've learned over the years is the ability to be able to say, okay, what do I need to have a conversation with that person about mm-hmm. and be reconciled, be okay if there was some kind of hurt. Oh, yeah. And then also say, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to air every grievance with yeah. everybody. 
and I can let something slide off my back and be fine. No, that's good. And if that's the angle you were headed, if that was the angle you were looking toward, then, uh, you know, obviously, please remember that uh, friction, friction, interpersonal friction shouldn't keep you from obeying God's word, which is use your gifts. So mm-hmm. it is very, very possible that some of the hurt from the past needs to be repaired, healed, so that you can get back into the work again. But friction shouldn't keep you out of the fellowship. Yeah literally out of the body from functioning. Friction shouldn't keep you from functioning. Right. How's that? I like that. Yep. And some people come here because of friction in another church. And some people in our own church experience friction here. Yeah. But don't let that friction keep you from functioning. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me tease out that lowest common denominator unity Mm -hmm. because I think to some degree we, we do want to... We want to have those essentials that we are going to hold closely mm-hmm. to and be unified over. Um, but you're saying that it can't be too simplified. Right, because we're talking about a trajectory toward a destination. Remember, 13 is a destination mm-hmm. until we attain to, which we're not, we're not there yet. So the trajectory that we're on needs to take us to that ultimate unity. Mm-hmm. That won't be a unity based on the lowest common denominator. That's actually going to be, uh, that's going to be a, a destination where an entire faith family arrives at full knowledge of Christ and everything that, that that means doctrinally as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we're on a path toward that. So to even not, to think lowest common denominator takes you in the opposite direction. That's what scares me about that. It takes you in the opposite direction. I'm not concerned about these doctrines anymore because they're not important for unity. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, are they in Scripture? And how do we read it as a faith family, knowing other faith families will read it differently? Yeah. No, they're not ours. That's all. Right. So to be unified in in the doctrine here, but also, um, like I think, to and we've talked about this the the ability to not you know keep another church at arm's length like we pray for right. other churches yeah. who think differently yeah. than we do yeah you've helped us with this yeah um and you know years ago we partnered with crossroads mm-hmm. to do the junior church so there was essential there's core doctrines that we agree on mm-hmm. and there's some things we don't agree sure. on but we don't wanna, we don't want to vilify crossroads Mm-mm. we love it we love them no. Um, we might vilify other congregations, not crossroads. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, where's that balance of? Yeah, I think let's let's just get back to uh, here's here's the balance. The balance is that our congregation is on a path, a journey, a trajectory toward this ultimate destination of the unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, but it's listed as one single mature person, the uh, to mature manhood. It's unfortunate, again, that, and, and that it's listed that way, but it's designed, of course, to talk about a mature person and everything that follows that talks about a certain size. I think we talked about full-grown human being, mm-hmm. full-grown mature human being. Yeah. That's what we're headed toward. So everyone, everyone is responsible to play a part in that body into that growth process mm-hmm. so that's really what we're after that unity part is the destination yeah that won't happen though with a church that doesn't serve 
Yeah. The whole point of this is the serving contributes to a protection. Yep. The protection is against false teaching. Mm-hmm. Somehow there's a connection between the body parts all serving each other and its growth that'll lead to that destination. Yeah. I have a hunch about that. Uh, my hunch is that a local church that has a majority of its people not serving cannot be a spiritual body. Mm. They can't be because they're disobeying God. So that local church is ripe for doctrinal error because they're not a, in other words, the majority of the parishioners are, are immature spiritually. Yeah. That's actually not a hunch. That's based upon the logic of this paragraph. Yeah. It's the only way I've been, it's the only way I can think about, well, why is, why is the paragraph like this? A local church made up of a majority of people who do not serve are immature, therefore that congregation is ripe for unorthodox teaching. They have no way to combat it because they don't have the, they're, they're not being directed by the Spirit of God. If they were being directed by the Spirit of God, they would be they'd be serving. Yeah. You see how it works? Yeah. That's the logic of that paragraph. It's powerful. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about like an illustration, just mm-hmm. my mind, like if you got one body part that's growing and another one's not, you've got a weird looking body, like two different length legs. We, or... always, we always talked about this in the early, in the early days of being in the gym. It was so common for men to only work on their biceps. Oh yeah. That was just the common thing, but their legs were so small. It was like, that doesn't fit. Uh-huh. Uh, it just doesn't fit that. That's not, that's not a, a well-built body. Yeah. So, and if the ligament's not growing, you're not even going to be able to bend that leg. Oof. It's going to be too tight. Oof. I know what that's like. Oh, you. All right. Well, that's that's good. And I feel like uh, maybe the the unity part of the conversation here got a little up in the clouds. But the the bottom line is, um, practically for us beyond Sunday, when we're exercising our spiritual gifts, when we're taking part in the body, we're strengthening this local body, this local church so that we're we're better off we're not susceptible to false teaching and doctrine like we would be if we weren't exercising our gifts as a whole good enough i think so okay yeah all right one more question um thinking about the first century church and the 21st century church Mm -hmm. just in the difference there i mean they weren't running Awana programs and youth groups and, you know, all of these different programs. And we just came out of VBS. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got the, I think, this framework for exercising spiritual gifts like hospitality. And, Mm -hmm. well, here's a way to do that. Mm -hmm. You can help in the kitchen ministry. And it's a very Mm -hmm. um, church-centered, you know, Sunday or whenever the church has got something going on. Mm -hmm. Like that's when you exercise your spiritual gifts. Um do you have any thoughts about what the differences and even similarities might be between the first century church and the 21st century church? So I, the, the first thing I would start with is the difference, uh, the difference between uh, the vocations, the, the particular vocations and how much people worked then versus now. Hmm. For instance, most of us are accustomed to a weekend. Yeah. A weekend. We have a weekend mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have a weekend mentality. No. Totally. They worked. Yeah. They worked. 
They, yeah. And the way I like to think of it, and uh, <laughs> as much as I joke with some of these guys around here, I have the greatest respect because of my upbringing uh, in rural Maine, but also because of being in Lancaster County now all these years, and then in New Brunswick, Canada for all those years, I have the greatest respect for the farming community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was brought up in a farming community. I've served now in, this, in two farming communities. I have the greatest respect for farmers, partly because they're the hardest working people I know, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know executives work hard too, but I would put a farmer against anybody as far as work ethic. Yeah. So I, I think that I think that the difference is that we we place more emphasis on uh, we say we place more emphasis on the Sunday, mm-hmm. but that's probably all they had was a whole day of Sundays, uh, the whole day of Sunday. That's that's all they had. Mm-hmm. We know their services were longer than ours. We know that. Right. Uh, so. I think that what you had in the early church, I'll just go back to the early church. What we know, we, what we know from the book of Acts is those faith, those faith families in mega churches, by the way, they were mm-hmm. all mega churches. Those faith families cared for each other, mm-hmm. which means they had a level of fellowship that we still, I think, are trying to match. So if there was a difference, yeah, that would be the major difference, which is why last night at the elders meeting, I did say, I think that one of the best things we can do is to continue to encourage the faith family to spend time with each other mm-hmm. away from church. Yeah. So I would say that that's the biggest difference I see between an American type church in the 21st century versus a first century city church is they had, I think they had a greater realization of everyone's needs and they, they were together more. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, they probably did not have a lot of time to get together during a work week, that's my my guess. Think about think yeah. about the fact that they they ran they ran out of daylight in a hurry. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, look exactly. at us. That's we have a, we have how many hours? Light bulbs. All of that. So yeah, that's just a quick thought. Yeah, no, that's good. And and I, I'm not. I don't want to disagree with you totally, but I also think too that like there so like i grew up on a farm and so like i know what that looks like and there's a, a level of flexibility that comes with there that is. too there is um yeah and there is t- to you know get back to our our farming friends mm-hmm. like they're usually not taking their their downtime to you know sit and mm-hmm. you know play yeah. a video game like yeah. they're they're putting that time to good use so there's a level of flexibility that comes with that where you can you could go visit you could you can serve mm-hmm. uh, a family yeah. and i've still got this list in front of me so you know gifts yeah. of hospitality oh and my, yeah. helps and and mercy and service and just the opportunity throughout the week to to bring it to i mean certainly common ground um with you would be that the opportunity to have a close fellowship I think the fir- yeah the I, relationships I, yeah. are strong. I think the first century people, even though they worked hard, they were less rushed. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. rushed. We're rushed and we're individualistic. Mm, all of that exactly. Great we've, point. We've got our homes and we've yeah. got our routines. It, hurts us. it does, and um, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, huge difference. The good old COVID days where we didn't have as much. Uh, everything was canceled. Sadly, though, we had to stay by ourselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the sad part. That was the downside mm-hmm. of it. Because um, that would have been the time we were freer. 
Yeah. 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 I got to keep chewing on that one, mm-hmm. but, um, no, that's, that's really good. So, um, yeah, I was just curious to hear your thoughts about differences, similarities. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's all, it's all for the same goal. Ephesians four still applies yeah. to the 21st century church. It, it does because, uh, the faith family has needs and like the church in acts when they had a need, they, they, uh, met it, they met it and they met it through people who served. There were people who were speaking. There were people who were serving. They were active, and the body was cared for. Mm-hmm. That body was growing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we haven't even talked about it, but part of that maturing process, of course, led to ongoing church growth, evangelism, disciple-making. I mean, Acts continually yeah. reports on the progress of the church. And so mm-hmm. we don't ever want to send the signal that this is in, an ingrown issue. This is a part of a healthy body is what's needed uh, to uh, propagate the gospel in the world. Yeah. Unhealthy local churches don't do that. Yeah. Well, and uh, like I know oftentimes it's a bad, it's a bad philosophy, but those serving gifts, you know, thinking about speaking Mm. and serving, the serving gifts, I think that our gut reaction or a lot of people's gut reaction is to say, uh, those are secondary. They're not as important, but that is, that's that's false. That's terrible because actually I, I think in a lot of ways for the outside world mm-hmm. to see a, a group of people serving each other and caring and meeting those needs, it's like that is an incredible testimony where someone who's got the gift of teaching, for example, um, it's gonna, it's still important. But Who's going to hear it? Yeah, exactly. Only so the for in-house. the outside world to see a different type of people living it out in a in a powerful way, that's a message that they they see and oh yeah, and plus anybody with. yeah, and anybody thinking that their serving gift isn't important just hasn't read lately First Corinthians twelve, which hits that that whole mentality head on. Mm-hmm. No superiority complexes and no inferiority complexes uh, in the body of Christ. All the gifts are necessary. Because without those parts, the body suffers. Yeah. It's a literally a handicap. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. I'm out of questions. Chamber's empty. No more pitches. All right. Thanks for joining us. Love you guys. And uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday. <laughs>